Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of a What's Your Fantasy? Oh, yeah, Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, want to quasi-apologize slash not apologize for missing Thanksgiving week. Of course, me and the side bros were enjoying our family, as I hope you all did uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving, remembering what we're all thankful for uh, yearly. Uh, definitely one of my, and I hope one of your favorite holidays. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, kick this episode off with our ice cold icebreaker, which will be an ice cold destination that we'd like to visit. Okay. And I'll go ahead and start this off with beginning with Iceland. Uh, my dad has actually gone to Iceland in the past, taken many a photo. And I think the biggest thing with Iceland is, um, I, I just really appreciate places that are just naturally beautiful. And Iceland is one of those uh, nations, places that are seemingly untouched, right? I feel like a lot of places in the world now uh, filled with tourism. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. It's hard to describe you guys. But of course, there are, if you don't know, uh, Iceland is home to puffins. And puffins are super cute. Um, little penguin looking birds with orange beaks and i'd love to see one uh in the wild um who'd like to go up next yeah i'll take it uh mj had my honorable mention iceland's definitely up there for me uh, but i'm gonna say bamp canada uh mm. yeah it's a resort town in canada um and uh i think Possibly my sister-in-law may get married there once they get engaged and decide to have a wedding. Um, so hopefully it's in the near ish future for me. Um, but yeah, definitely looking to go to Banff, Canada. Awesome, man. Fun train. That was actually going to be my choice as well. What? Banff, uh, <laughs> check out Lake Louise. Um, looks to be one of the most beautiful lakes in the world, but um, to be different, Iceland, also a great choice. Also very high on my list. Um, I'm going to say Norway. Oh. Um, just because it's, I think, one of the best places to see the Aurora Borealis. And um, it's obviously up there in Scandinavia, close to the North Pole where where Santa lives. So, Burr. yeah. A lot of, uh, even though I hate the cold, a normally large number of cold destinations on my list. Oh, great choice. Uh, great picks actually gentlemen uh and with that we'll go ahead and move on to our week 12 uh recap here starting off with the packers versus the lions the packers pulling out the dub 29 to 22 jordan love 268 three touchdowns uh nothing notable for the rushing game christian watson five receptions 94 yards one touchdown uh jaden reed four for 34 one touchdown tucker craft uh, filling in for the lacerated kidney of Luke Musgrave, two for 15 and one touchdown. Uh, Jared Goff, 332, two touchdowns. David Montgomery, who I love, of, of course, Gibbs, but 15 carries, 71 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the Sun God, nine for 95, no tutties, but SLP, five for 47, one tutty. And Josh Reynolds sneaking in touchdown there, two for 15. Uh, the big question, I know, Scott, you are currently in the works of potentially working on a trade for Jordan Love. Um, how does he stand in terms of 
I, w- I guess I could angle this question towards the future of the franchise. Do you think he's proven enough uh, in his first season starting that he is the face of the franchise, the franchise quarterback? So I think going into a season where um, probably all of us and most people that follow football thought this was going to be a really down year for the Packers, um, I think he's shown up in some bright moments. Uh, yeah, he's had a couple of down games, but uh, I mean, at least from a fantasy perspective, he's putting up solid numbers. Um, top 10 quarterback on the year. I think he could be a solid quarterback to you in Superplex uh, as long as he remains uh, the starter. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly can't remember when Favre and Rodgers had their first seasons, but I'm guessing they weren't like, you know, undefeated stellar teams either their first years um the packers are five and six and uh, you know they're probably not going to win the division but i don't think they're completely out of the playoff race yet either um so to answer your question i think he could be i think he could be yeah well i have a couple of course i have to back this up with a couple uh stats here uh with their first 12 nfl starts um jordan love with 3,033 total yards. Aaron Rodgers, 3,085 yards. Passing touchdowns, 20 even. INTs, 11 for Love and 10 for Rodgers. And they have nearly the same, actually the exact same record through their first 12 NFL starts. So we're some we're brewing some uh, interesting uh you know, storylines here in upcoming weeks. And I, I'm actually fully behind love. I, I have them in the league and I, I believe them from the start, especially with these young weapons. And I hope, hopefully uh, in the future, I will continue to, as I was slowly, slowly turned on Jordan Addison, I will slowly turn you guys on Jaden Reed. I see that smile. Um, fun train. Uh, my second question here. Uh, directed towards well i guess scott again i know uh, fun train you you and me are some of the biggest fans of the sun god amon ross st brown um with this game here nine for 95 this marks 11 straight games actually every game this season um that he has had at least 11 fantasy points um currently wide receiver seven um I mean, Scott, is this enough? Has the has the Sun God proven to you that he's he can he can finish as a wide receiver one? And he is is he a player that you're going to be wanting? All right, I think uh, I know I'm I'm picking on you, baby. But no, 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 it's good. I deserve to be picked on. Um, and a real man can admit when he is wrong. Uh, I think I have definitely been wrong on ASB, the Sun God. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely a guy that I want playing on my fantasy team. Um, don't know how well targeting is gonna gonna do for me since Steven owns him pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think he's gonna finish well within the top ten, and uh, definitely gonna lose that side bet this year. Um, yeah, uh, dude's a pl- dude's a baller. So yeah, well, you know, I, I've got I'm in a ton of side bets this year, and I'm gonna be losing a lot of them this year, but I love it. Um, we'll move on to our next game, which is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Indy pulling off this W, 27 to 20. Uh, Gardner Minshew, 251 yards, no touchdowns, uh, one INT. He did get a rushing touchdown, though. Jonathan Taylor, 
15 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns, and he's actually going to be out for about two to three weeks with that injured thumb. I believe I believe he had surgery today as of 11:29, so he wasn't put on IR, so there's definitely a possibility well, definitely a possibility he'd come back for the playoffs. So Zach Moss will be a huge pickup for everybody who's lacking Jonathan Taylor. Uh Michael Pittman here going 10 for 107 and no touchdowns across the receiving board here, mainly carried by Taylor. On the Buck side of things, Baker Mayfield, 199, two touchdowns, one INT. Rashad White, 15 for 100 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, and Mike Evans, who continues to be the big boy in town in Tampa Bay, six Speaking for seven. Players that Scott's been wrong about. <laughs> okay, I've actually forgot that. My, okay, I forgot Mike Evans is Scott isn't been high hasn't been high on mike evans either but six for 72 touchdowns and i actually do have a little uh stat tidbit here he is 150 yards away from hitting his 10th straight 1000 yard season and actually if i need to check here i believe evans is also wide receiver nine for the year let me quickly cross check that Excuse me, in uh, wide receiver eight for the year. Um, I mean, Scott, I'm not going to pick on you anymore, baby. But <laughs> fun train. Do you think that, well, how long do you think Mike Evans potentially has left to produce these numbers? I mean, the guy's already 30 years old, but doesn't look like he's slowing down. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, ultimately, at some point, it's going to it's gonna go down, but... I mean, like you said, I test, he doesn't look like he's getting any slower and moving slower. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he, obviously he's not having as good of a year, but athletically, I feel like he's still there. Maybe he's a little slower, but I guess I just say that because I, I think he still has some of the best hands in the game. And the only reason he's not doing so well is because he's got Will Levis at quarterback. So all I have to say, I think I think Mike Evans could could easily have a few more years of being a top twenty five player, which is pretty dang valuable in fantasy. Yeah, great, great argument. And I know another player that you continue to be high on, but uh, I know Commissioner Dave isn't that hot. He actually traded him, Michael Pittman, mm. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, um, I mean wide receiver sixteen for the year, so wide receiver two, which I feel like the majority of us felt was possible turning just turned 26 um and really has been i'd say thriving ever since a a rich i mean of course he started out with 20 po uh, fantasy points his first game with a rich but uh Minshew's really been able to target him uh i think he's only he's had at least 10 targets in at least seven games this year how high are you with Pittman? and do you feel like this is the fun train uh do you feel like I'd say a mid wide receiver two is probably his ceiling. Mm, I guess in the question. foreseeable future. Yeah. Mid wide receiver two. I'm hesitant to say that, that sounds like the right spot for him. Yeah. So I guess I'm hesitant to say that that's his seal ceiling. Um, especially if we think Anthony Richard Richardson can be someone, um, I would say a high wide receiver two is probably a ceiling. Yep. So you're not far off, but I think mid wide receiver two is what he is and will be for 
near future. So um, I think he maybe has a ceiling a little higher than that. Yeah, only three touchdowns for the year. Three. Yeah. And I mean, if that flips the other way, we're, I mean, we're looking at a low end wide receiver one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, mid to low end. Crazy. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our last recap, uh, game recap here. That's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. The Jaguars pulling out the dub 24 to 21. Trevor Lawrence slinging it and CJ Stroud slinging it. Lawrence 364, one touchdown, one INT. Uh, Lawrence also getting a rushing touchdown. Calvin Ridley continues his tear. Um, Five receptions, 89 yards, one touchdown on Houston side of things. CJ Stroud, 304 yards, two touchdowns. Also uh, getting a rushing touchdown, uh, six for 47 on the ground. Um, and of course, this offense that we could continue to talk about featuring Nico Collins, seven for 104, one touchdown. Tank Dell, five for 50 and one touchdown um really interesting game here gentlemen with cj stroud i mean we can't talk about him enough the, the kid is just slinging it and showing you know when he's in trouble he can make it happen on the ground now my question is directed more towards two wide receivers uh the young wide receivers on this team nico collins and tank dell um this is directed at both of you um which of the two would you prefer Collins, Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Pretty easy for you. Steve O? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please, why? 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 Well, I, it seems like he's the go to guy. Um, short passes, big plays downfield. Like, I don't know. I was watching Red Zone this past weekend. Every time they flipped the game and the Texans are on offense, it was Stroud Dell, Stroud Dell. And I'm like, please pass to anybody else because I'm playing against Dell this week. Um, I don't know. It just seems like he's the guy. Yeah, Steve-O? My gut says Dell, but I think it's also maybe he's the new shiny object. I, I mean, if we're looking at the stat line, Collins had seven receptions for 104. Take Dell had five for 50. So Collins had more receptions, more yards. And I think the only reason Dell has kind of really popped off in – the past month is I think Nico Collins was out what one or two games. Um, so obviously more time for, for Dell to, to get that showtime. But um, I don't think it's clear. I don't think it's clear at this point. I think it's possible that Collins can turn into your target monster and Dell is your wide out who gets the big, like maybe you're, that chunk, I don't want. I don't want to say boomer bust, but chunk plays, chunk yeah. plays, bigger chunk plays. Yeah, I, th I think I think he is more likely to get bigger plays. Um, I, he, I'm definitely not going to put him in the Mike Williams category, um, but I could see maybe a closer version of Keenan Al, uh, yeah, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, but more of where they're more in the same boat versus Mike Williams was truly boomer bust. Keenan Allen is all reliable. I think it'll be a little bit more of a a mixture, mixture, and and I think Tank Dell will be be more boom than bust, but um, they'll play similar roles if that makes sense. Yeah, Nico Collins currently in what's your fantasy scoring half PPR? That's going to be wide receiver seventeen, Tank Dell wide receiver eleven. So both these guys in the uh, wide receiver two discussion, um, and they're both twenty four. 
believe it or not, both both still young and still have time to develop with CJ Stroud. And yeah, Scott, were you about to say something? I was going to say, I, I don't know if neither one of those is necessarily an alpha, but Nico Collins has the build like an AJ Brown and Tank Dell has the build like a Devontae Adams. So I think, you know, that's another kind of comparison you could possibly yeah, look at. We're looking at another, uh, I mean, crazy wide receiver duo here um, who I think will be really discussing in the offseason. Um, did I did I say Devontae Adams? I meant Devontae or, uh, Smith. Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah. Yes, I heard Devontae Smith in my brain. Um, I and, I said <laughs> it in my brain. <laughs> and I know Scott, we were talking about this earlier uh, before the we started the episode, but the Jaguars. Uh, and although Trevor Lawrence, you know, we have talked about the last um, the previous two games. I mean, he's really looked his form. We've discussed this a couple episodes ago. I mean, we just have to give them a bit more time. We're not down on them yet, even though Trevor Lawrence hasn't necessarily looked as the uh, this generational product that you know, that we were hoping for. Uh, I think a QB1 finish last week in week 11. Um, and Jaguars are currently 8-3. and 8-3. and three. Um how far, I mean, do you think they can push into the the playoffs here? Uh, do you think they're good enough to, I don't know, how far do you think they can go, I guess, my question. Yeah, so I, I guess I've never been down on Lawrence. Uh, he's had two games this year under 10 points. The second was in week two against the Chiefs, which, you know, not a lot of t- uh, teams play the Chiefs well. They have a pretty solid defense. Uh, and then the other one, was his 2.1 fantasy point game against the Niners, who have been goosing everybody. They yeah. they goose the Cowboys defense, who have been putting up 30 burgers on teams. So, like, I think throw those two games out, he's been solid quarterback two play for you all year, and he's definitely boomed the last couple of weeks with three rushing touchdowns in two weeks. Yeah. Um, for the Jaguars, I think they can definitely win a wild card matchup. Um, I don't know if they can make it to the uh, AFC Championship. I think. Okay. Maybe, maybe wild card win. Um, I just don't know if they're going to win divisional weekend. Yeah, great points, great points. And with that, you guys, that's our week twelve recap. Uh, we'll scoot, go ahead and scoot and boot over to the hype train. Uh, Stephen, who do you got the hype us on with just a, f- a couple weeks left in the season? Let's hear it. Uh, so, so specifically, this is going to be the the playoff hype train. We got the playoffs right around the corner in a couple of weeks. So this is t- hype in terms of putting them in your lineups for the playoffs. Um, so starting and starting with this first group of people, this uh, these players are top ten at their position over the last weeks per Yahoo scoring. Um, so keep that in mind. Top ten at their position over the last four weeks. So Jordan Love. Hype train, playoff hype train. Hmm. Jordan Love. Uh, yeah, Scott. I think. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm on the train. Um. I, I think I'd be confident with him being my quarterback two for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I have quarterback two. Yeah, not my quarterback one. I, I think I'd rather have you know somebody like, if I had my choice, somebody like uh, a Hertz or an Allen or a Stroud. I mean, yeah, I mean. I think, I think for the purposes of this, I would not think in terms of super flex. Oh, well, if I'm taking single quarterback like redraft, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with him being my quarterback for the fantasy playoffs. I'd rather have one of those other guys. 
Yeah, I yeah. In terms of let's say one quarterback leagues, I don't think I'd necessarily be on that hype train. Now, thinking long term, oh yeah, I, I think he he's slowly been. You know, it still takes time. Even though he's had a couple of years to acclimate to the league, he hasn't really had a chance to play in enough games and get enough NFL real time uh, acclimation. And I think he's settling just nicely. So, in ter- like you said, one quarterback leagues, I'm out on the hype train for that. Yeah, same here. Um, Jaden Reed, same oh. team, oh. playoff hype train. Oh. Uh, yeah, baby. Um, I think especially, I think definitely worth a flex consideration, definitely worth a flex consideration. So I'm on that train. I've been on the Jane Reed hype train. Yeah, I think flex is fair. Uh, I'm caboosing it against Steven's rules. I'm caboosing it. Oh my it. gosh. Another caboose. Um, choo, choo, choo. It's going to be three choos. I almost said no. Um, one, I don't want to be wrong again, but two, <laughs> looking at his schedule, um, they play the Giants in week four. Which I guess that's not the playoffs. They played Tampa Bay, who's number four against wide receivers, um, or gives up the fourth most points in week 15. So um, I'm, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm not fully committed, but... Uh, I'm I'm going more yes than no right now. He said a touchdown in four straight games, baby. Ever I, since we talked about it, I know. Ever since we talked about it, off. Um, Brandon Cooks, who has almost mm. fifty points over the last four weeks. Yes, I will. I will start this off. Yes, I think he's finally starting to get in a groove with Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys have been, you know, showing, or I guess McCarthy's been remembering that. Dak Prescott can sling it. And that's exactly why I drafted him so high in our league. Um, I believe in the guy. And I think Cooks is uh, definitely another uh, flex consideration. Um, and he give him any chance. And I think he's gonna he can really produce for you down the stretch. Scott? For me, um, Brandon Cooks is tough to trust. I don't, I don't think I'm putting him in my starting lineup for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I think... Lamb and Ferguson and Pollard are taking the bulk of the targets in that offense. Um, Cooks is going to be a boomer bust. You may get lucky one week, and then he may goose for you the next week. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to sit at the station. Yeah, I think Chu, I think I'm also sitting at the station on Brandon Cooks. I will say, if you are in uh, desperation mode, he is looking like he could be a guy that gets you those boom points. So, Think he's a good a uh, good dark throw option if you need it. Um, Devin Singletary, fifty five point two points over the last four weeks, looking right now to be the starter in Houston. Yes, I'm still on that train, um, or on that train. Damian Pierce finally came back last week, and I, I mean, I don't want to put you know necessarily. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe that he's coming back from injury, but he just looked horrible. Um, and I think, you know, really in terms of fantasy, what you need to look at is fantasy windows. You, you need to see, look at the players who are hot, who who's producing right now. And I think Singletary is carrying that momentum. And so, yes, I, I mean, I keep talking about the flex position, but all these players you're listing definitely fit into that bill. Um, so yes, I'm on that train. 
Um, yeah, uh, Choo Choo, I'm on the Singletary train. I hope that he is the 1A now and uh, Pierce is the 1B. He's definitely looked like the better back. Um, I think, at the very least, flex play uh, for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. It's not an easy one for me, but I'm going to go choo-choo-choo. Um, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee in the playoffs. So it's not not an easy matchup for, mm-hmm. for running backs. Um, I think both pretty good defenses against the run. So makes me a little hesitant, but I think he's going to get the volume that could make him a reliable starter. Um, Cole Komet, number four tight end over the last four weeks. Ooh. Mm. A, l- a little bit tougher for me, but uh, I really think that. I mean, the Bears have just been throwing so many screenplays. If you watch, if you watched um, Monday night game, it was just like, and if you look at the pass chart, it's just an insane amount of uh, screenplays. But I think he's getting his moment, and I, I do know that Fields trusts him, uh, especially with the tight end spot. And you know, tight end is just all. Other than the top dogs, it's also wishy-washy. Um, so, yes, I'm on that train for Cole Komet, especially if I'm suffering, let's say I lost Mark Andrews. Um, I think Cole Komet could be, would be an absolute stud uh, to put in in his, in his stead. So. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay at the station just simply because I'm I'm not in that position. But if you were in the position where you just lost Mark Andrews and you're looking for a guy, I think he's probably one of the guys that could be available that you could pick up and um, be that guy for you. But um, definitely don't feel comfortable about it, uh, which is why I'm going <laughs> to stay at the station. Choo-choo. I, I mean, I think the answer is there's not nine or 12 teams. There's not 11 better tight ends out there than Cole Komet. So I guess an easy, yes, obviously if you have one of the studs, you're not starting him over those guys, but um, yeah, I mean, right, right now he's six on the season. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, you're not, you're not finding 10 to 11 more guys better than him. Yeah. Um, and then this next set of guys, uh, no longer top 10 at their position over the last four weeks, just kind of recent success guys uh, or guys that could have success soon. Zach Moss, who may be taking over. Oh, easy peasy, man. Listen, if you haven't been paying attention since uh, from the beginning of the season, Moss has it. Okay, Moss has it, and he's an absolute suitable backup. Uh, to Taylor here, and he has absolutely produced. If you're not going out of your way before trade deadlines happen to try and acquire Moss or pick him up in the wafer wire, if you're in redraft, if he happens to be there, you're going to lose out big time. Yeah, I think once again, um, I'm on the train, not as convicted as MJ, uh, just because we don't expect. Jonathan Taylor to be out more than three weeks. They're saying two to three. So I'm just going to assume three, which means the last two weeks of the regular season and the first week of the playoffs. So yeah, uh, unless you have a bye and you're in the playoffs, I would take Zach Voss and start him week one in the playoffs. But after that, I would definitely be nervous starting him if Jonathan Taylor's back. Yep, and that's why it's just going to be choo-choo. I'm not on the train, I think, for, for mm-hmm. that simple reason of you got probably one week 
in the playoffs, but um, it's kind of a toss up as far as is he going to have value in the second two weeks. So I will say if you do, if you didn't get him, um, there's a chance Taylor could be out longer. There's a chance that they just end up sitting Taylor if they're not um, competitive. So there's also that. So it, you could you could really get out big with uh, with the Moss, but I think right now I'm not quite on the train. Um, Zay Flowers. Uh, uh, playoffs? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's pretty easy. The, the lead... Uh, target hog for this team mark andrews is out okay so and lamar is having an mvp worthy season i mean he he is in the mix he's gonna have to pass it somewhere and zay flowers who has shown like not only are they going to design plays for him he had a rushing touchdown last uh this past week um is also going to be making plays receiving the ball totally in worth a flex play arguably your wide receiver two spot as well yeah, two for two. I, I agree with much everything MJ said there. Um, yeah. yeah, with Mark Andrews being out, he's he's the guy. He's going to be the target hog. Uh, yeah, the rushing touchdown was nice. Uh, definitely a little bit of rookie error. He should have gone down to kill the clock. Um, but as someone that owns him, uh, you know, I, I hope he always tries to score <laughs> the touchdown instead of kill the clock. I had him on my bench, so it, it didn't matter for me either way. Um, but um, yeah. Definitely on the trade for the playoffs. Um, yeah, easy choo 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 for me. Yeah, um, Zay's gonna be a guy, and he's gonna be a guy for the playoffs. I hope so. Um, put him in your lineup. Last but not least, Rashi Rice. Oh, Rashi. Um, uh, shout out Commissioner Dave who who made a trade for for rice here stefan Diggs and uh was it a first or it was for rashif rice and a uh 25 first was it but i it's one of those situations where we've seen the previous couple weeks that this kansas city wide receiver core is just lackluster has been lackluster uh i believe correct me if i'm wrong i mean i know at least they're top three leading the league in wide receiver drops. Um, and what teams, if you haven't been noticing, are just doing, they're just triple teaming Kelsey. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And letting the Kansas City Chiefs beat themselves down. I think uh, Rasheed Rice really, uh, I mean, this was his breakout game. And I think they're go- they're going to continue to target him um, and give him more chances. So I'm all about upside. And whenever you have a chance to play with Patrick Mahomes, I'm in on it. And yeah, definitely. Once again, worth a flex spot, worth a flex start on it. Eh, I'm going to sit at the station. It's only been one week of just outright boom. Um, he had eight receptions last week, 20.7 fantasy points. I I don't trust any Kansas city wide receiver right now. If I were to pick one, it would be rice. Um, but I, I definitely don't feel comfortable if, if I'm starting him um, as of right now. Yep, I am um agreement there with Scott. Just give me one chew. Um potential is there, but can't trust KC receivers right now. So um 
can't can't get on the train quite yet. Um, choo! That was great. <laughs> we are leaving the station to the playoffs. Um, MJ, I'll turn it over to you with on clock. Okay, um, awesome segment. Fun train as always. And gentlemen, I I chose some relatively easy questions here. Um, and I guess who would like to go first? I'll direct the first question at whoever. Oh, fun train. Okay. Um, I believe this should just take you 30 seconds, fun train, but here we go. With Frank Reich out as the Panthers head coach, how, uh, does this change the traje- trajectory of this team and Bryce Young's development? And if not, what else does the team need to be successful? 30 seconds. I'm going to go with a double no. Okay. Um, I don't think that they're going to see success this season, and I don't see Bryce seeing success. I, I hope next year, whoever they hire can get him there, but I don't see that happening this season. Um, and what do they need to change? Yeah, obviously a new coach um, <laughs> yeah. that can sculpt him and uh, I think two skill players. Two skill players. Okay, yeah. great. Um, wonderful response. Um, Scotty boy, you're up next, good sir. Um, the Patriots have been obviously struggling this year, even after uh, switching over to an actual offensive coordinator. Does With Bailey Zappi in the consideration to starting for this team, um, does he change the fortune? of this team for the rest of the season. And if not, as the Patriots, do you pick a quarterback in this upcoming quarterback heavy draft? 30 seconds. No, Zappi is not going to change a whole lot. Um, I think for whatever reason, he definitely messes better than Mac Jones. I mean, I, I've never been a big Mac Jones believer, obviously Bama quarterback, uh, you know, not to say that. There aren't good Bama quarterbacks in the league because, you know, two and Hurts are really good. Um, but never been a Mac Jones believer. Uh, I don't think Zappi's going to change too much. Uh, I definitely think the Patriots should draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. There are a lot of good choices, um, and I, th- I think it's time for a clean slate for them. Okay, great. Um, awesome on-the-clock uh, segment this week, gentlemen. We'll go ahead and scoot over to Scott, who will be hosting MFK. Scott. Woo! Back with another MFK. Um, I think I got a pretty solid one for you guys. Uh, these are all top 10 breakout second year running backs. So based off of okay. what's your fantasy scoring, uh, these are all running backs in the top 10. Uh, and they're also all second year running backs. At fifth, we have Brian Robinson Jr. At seventh, we have Rashad White. And at 10th, we have Kyron Williams, MFK. Oh, that is very difficult. Um, I, I'll take this really quickly, actually, first. Uh, definitely Kyron. I think Kyron has definitely proven his worth um, within this running back system. Uh, and I mean... He's missed, I mean, he's missed several games, four games at least, right? And he's still RB5? 10. Oh, excuse me, RB10. 
Um, and of course he came back, he scored over 30 points in his game back. He's definitely going to be my Mary. Um, my friends with Benchavitz, Rashad white. I think white has continued to show, um, his growth, uh, and has continued to acclimate to this league. I'm actually really excited to see him if, especially PPR leagues. I think he's worth definitely a ton more with his receiving chops. He's always been receiving back. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, from Arizona state and B Rob, I, I don't know. This, I feel like this team is more inclined to throw. Um, Howell's always just going to be slinging it, so he's going to be my kill, even though B-Rob has been decently productive uh, this second year. So He convinced me a little, MJ. Um, I'm agreeing with B-Rob as the kill. Um, yeah. I think, as you said, they're getting Antonio Gibson more involved, um, and I think the commanders just aren't as... High powered of, uh, I mean, I, I guess Sam Howell's having a decent fantasy year, but I, I don't know. Hard to trust team, and I think he's got a. I don't think he has a very high ceiling. Yeah. Um, going to marry Rashad White, and I think that's the easy marry for me, um, just because he is the guy for the Bucks, and I think will be the guy in at least a couple of years to come. Yeah. Um, Kyron, I, I just I I can't I can't trust a Rams running back yet. He's killing it. Like right now, yeah, put him in my lineup. But like, I I still need to see some uh, some consistency, some non injuries uh, to to marry the guy. So he's gonna be my friends with bench fits. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna agree across the board with MJ. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Obviously, I am the Kyron manager and what's your fantasy? Steven, the Rashad White manager and what's your fantasy? So uh, I think both have a little bit of bias towards our own players. But MJ uh, said what I was going to say. And Kyron is number 10 on the year playing seven games so far out of the 11 possible. Um, the other two guys have not had injuries and have played a full slate. So um Rashad White, give me my friend to bench fits. Uh, I think he's having a really solid year. Um, I, I do like what he's doing in that offense. Um, Brian Robinson, you know, uh, I th- the commander's offense, I just I don't know what you're going to get week to week. Um, and he, I don't know what I'm going to get from Brian Robinson week to week. So, yeah, he's going to be my kill, even though he's, you know, fifth on the year in scoring. Um, yeah. Uh, mind if I go second fun train? Um, I kind of, uh, not so much cheating. Okay. But, uh, I chose some duos. Um, there are so many, like, as I kind of went through the list of players that I wanted to do a, uh, MFK on, I just noticed like so many teams have some stellar wide receiver duos in this league. And I mean, more than we think there are. So I chose, uh, a wide range of duos here, three duos. It's going to start off with Tyler Lockett and Metcalf. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins. MFK. It's a good one. And you know what? I I want to put. Let's. I guess let's pay. Uh, put this more in. Um. I want to target this somewhere. I I guess let's say Dynasty. Let's say Dynasty. Which I think yeah that that does make it easier um much easier i guess tank dell and Nico collins are getting my mary obviously a lot of recency bias but 
they're on fire. CJ Stroud's on fire and they got the youth. So I think they're, they're the easy Mary, uh, friends with Betcha Fitz. They're going to get a Ridley Kirk. Uh, I think there's the ceiling is higher for those guys. And again, Lawrence is young and, um, doing his thing right now. And I guess it means killing Metcalf and Lockett who were absolutely killing it last year. Um, both having really good seasons, but Geno Smith, I hope it's not the case, but it feels like maybe he fell off the cliff and uh, um, they're not doing so well. So they're going to my kill. Yeah. Choo choo. Uh, yeah. I got to <laughs> also marry uh, Dallin Collins, um, age before beauty. Um, but uh <laughs> Yeah, they're the younger guys in Dynasty. I especially want them. Um, solid quarterback play from C.J. Stroud. Uh, French Benjamins, Ridley and Kirk um, definitely have a better quarterback than Lockett and D.K. have. And Lockett is uh, very old for a NFL wide receiver. So um, I think he has the shortest lifespan of all six of the names mentioned here. Yes, gentlemen, Chu, Chu, and Chu. Um, I don't want to really cross over some wonderful points you've all made, but yeah, uh, Geno Smith just, I, don't, I really don't know. I guess it was just a, a miracle season for him last year, and he really just hasn't shown his worth of uh, what he looked like at all last year. Um, and, and that's just bringing down the whole offense in general. So um, great selections, gentlemen. I will agree with you across the board here. MJ, I coincidentally also have three pairs of wide receivers. Oh my gosh, I love it. Chances. Um, mine, sticking with our underlying theme, are some cold players, um, players that play in the cold. Um, we have a couple of Packers, a couple of Bills, and a couple of Bears. Oh, um, I love it. Three of our coldest environments. So first we got DJ Moore, Daryl Mooney. We got Christian Watson, sorry, Darnell Mooney. Um, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, and Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. Jeez, Louise. I'll I guess, take this one first. Give it. I mean, sorry, what what yeah, what, what's gonna be your um I was gonna add here? the context of fantasy playoffs. Mm. Um oh, maybe okay. make it a little more difficult, but let me make sure I had this. I had, some, I had the teams noted. Um, so, so I have the teams for weeks 15, 16. So for the first two weeks of the playoffs. So the Bears are playing Cleveland 31st, Arizona 15th as far as um, point points against. So Cleveland gives up the least, um, Arizona 15th. Um, for the Packers, Tampa Bay fourth most, Carolina twenty eighth most, and then for the Bills, uh, Dallas thirtieth, and L.A. third. Oh, that's pretty balanced. Yeah, let me uh, let me let me marry the uh, the, the Packer duo here. Surprisingly, um, I, I think partly because of those matchups you said, but also. I would feel comfortable with either of those guys being at least a flex. Whereas for the other two pairs, there's definitely one that I would not put in my starting lineup with a 12 foot pole. Um, 
So I, I'm going to friendship bench fits Diggs and Davis just because Diggs is better and sounds like they have an easier matchup with the Rams in the second week uh, of the playoffs. Chargers. Chargers? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Los Angeles Chargers. You did. Yeah. I assumed Rams. That was bad on me. Um, DJ Moore, Mooney, be my kill. Um, Mooney shouldn't touch anybody's starting lineups uh, ever. Um, and yeah, they clearly have the hardest matchups in the playoffs. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you, Scott. Um, although I do love my Bears, I think Cole Komet is the second option in the offense. Uh, they'll have to be my kill. Uh, I, I really think that um, love is really settling into the league, and I definitely going to be my Mary Watson and Reed uh, Diggs Davis. Davis just too boom bust. I mean, if you just look at his his uh, fantasy output this year, I mean, it's just way over all over the place. And I, I mean, who's to say that Khalil Shakir might sneak into you know that wide receiver two position, get more looks than he will? So definitely going to be my friends with Bencha Fitz um, there. I'm going to agree with the kill, Moo um, Moo. If y'all noticed, it's uh, Moore and Mooney, so that'd be a fun nickname <laughs> for their duo. Uh, I'm going to kill Moo Moo. Uh, but I'm going to marry Diggs and Davis mm-hmm. because Diggs, I think, has the most potential and the highest floor of the group. Um, and Davis, obviously, he's got the bust, but he also has the boom. So I think I'm going to take the risk there. And then uh, Friends of Betcha Fitz, the Packers guys, just because I think they are somewhat in the middle, like you guys said. I mean, they're kind of between Diggs and Davis. and I'll take the I'll take the kind of the upside with the other duo, <clears throat> um, but like the picks, and we will move it on over to Jukebox. Juke. So we got a couple of cold songs for you guys. Um, first song is "Cold" by Maroon Five. I'm not sure if y'all familiar with this one, but it's a jam. So take a listen. Definitely on the hard recommend list. Um, in the song, they say, how did you... I feel like I always butcher these lyrics whenever I write them down because this does not sound right. Um, so cold enough to chill my bones. It feels like I don't know you anymore. Um, so I got two questions from that. One, who do y'all think of when you think of a stone cold killer in the NFL? And I'll give you the answer. Jalen Hurts, who is number two QB in what's your fantasy scoring. Um, I think most probably formats is the number two um, scoring QB. So the first question is, is Jalen Hurts your number one dynasty QB? And is there a question? Hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Yes and no. Um, There's a reason that I drafted him two overall after Mahomes. one younger, but two higher rushing upside. The tush push is here to stay. Um, it's basically a free six points at least every week, just from one tush push. So yes, he is the number one. And uh, no, I don't think it's a question. MJ, mm, is he my number one? No, that's going to be Josh Allen. And yeah, 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 Scott. Listen, Hertz is still high in my book, but Josh Allen getting all this hate this year. I don't like I said, which I have said 
prior to the season starts, they're not winning with Sean McDermott. And lo and behold, look at the season that they've had. But regardless of that, regardless of that, uh, Allen is still putting up QB1 numbers. And I mean, smashing numbers. Um, He still has the rushing upside. It may not be as automatic as the tush bush, but the man is slinging it. And uh, with all the, with Kincaid finally hitting his stride, uh, Shakir hitting his stride, um, I think he just has too many weapons to let anyone down at this point, regardless of how poorly the defense and the team overall is playing. Yeah, it's add another tally to to the Scott biased mark for the for the week. Um, I I would say he probably is my number one, but it's obviously a question because Josh Allen literally is the number one currently for the year, so it, it is a question. So the fact that you would say there's not a question, I'm questioning, but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's between those two guys. As much as I love Mahomes, and he's obviously my guy in our other league, um, the running upside with with Allen and Hurts is great, and obviously was on show. Um, was it Monday Night Football? Sunday Night Football? Sunday Night Football. Sunday right? Night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a game! Um, next question: um, Who is actually? gotten cold this year and is not playing to what he did last year and again i have the answer for you yeah smith genos yeah (laughs) Yeah. um number 20 on the year is he still a qb2 in your eyes or will he be unserviceable next year uh easy unserviceable i mean uh, and i I hate it because of course they lost they they lost their two tackles to begin the year and i don't want to I don't know. It's just so tough because I don't want to give him too much of the benefit of the doubt, but I, Kenneth Walker still been able to produce with, with this crappy line and he's got so many weapons. I mean, yes, Tyler Lockett's old. He's still a hell of a player. DK Metcalf. Uh, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, I just don't know what's gone wrong for this team. And you, you know, if we potentially talk about playoff implications, I think they have uh, a one of the toughest playoff schedules to end the year uh, for fantasy implications. So, I he's out in my book. I, I think did they sign him to an extension last year? I don't think they did. Right? Hopefully not. I, I think uh, I, I thought he was on a two-year deal. I thought I thought it was a three-year deal. Oh yeah, shoot! Well, yeah. Uh, MJ, look that up while I'm giving my answer. Okay. okay. Um, I also uh, think unserviceable. Um, I was actually very surprised when you said he was 20th on the year because I thought that was that was higher. Um, but I guess looking at some of the quarterbacks that are after him, there's been a couple of big names with injuries. Um, it's definitely probably two or three that I think would be higher had they not been injured at some point this season. And then I think um, there's some others that maybe just having some, some fluky games, maybe next uh, out of them. But um, yeah, Gino, I think kind of just had a unique season last year. Um, I think that's the nicest way I can put it. And if you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire and play him, as your quarterback or your QB two, um, good on you. But I do not feel comfortable trusting him as my QB two moving forward beyond this year. Yeah, that was a three-year, seventy-five million dollar contract, forty million guaranteed, 
and it is not looking like it was it is paying off and actually russell wilson i mean don't want to curtail this anywhere else but in the broncos are looking like a playoff team uh finally turning a corner so let's ride yeah i think um I was kind of on the fence, but I do think he's probably sitting around 25, 26, which would make him outside of the QB2 range. Yeah. Um, there's some rookies out there and some Kenny Pickett's out there that I still don't trust. But like Scott said, a um, lot of injuries. You got Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Puke, but a lot of guys that uh, that would be higher than him without injury. So yeah, it's not looking great. Um, and then our other song is a Kanye song. So I'm sure MJ will like this one. Oh yeah, baby. Will ye? Um, Coldest Winter from one of the best albums of all time. 808s and Heartbreaks. Yep. Heartbreaks. Right? 808 Heartbreaks. <laughs> um, great album. Um, so in the song, he says, memories made in the coldest winter Goodbye, my friend. Will I ever love again? Um, what cold climate fantasy player are you sadly saying goodbye to this year? Ooh. So a player that plays up in the north somewhere, and this is uh this is the last year you're uh, you're kind of over them after this year. Oh, Mm, this one's a little bit tough. Uh, Scott, you got someone off the top of your head? Uh, I don't. I definitely have one from like a southern climate. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 on the struggle bus with this one. Uh, well, uh, maybe Darren Waller from the Giants, depending on what that situation shakes up to. He's just kind of old for uh, tight end. Even if know. he's back, even if he's back, are you gonna trust him? I, I don't I mean, know. He was a yeah. he was a top ten tight end. He, fantasy he was tight he was not a tear. That's a thing. It's like who else do they have? Um, I I, I don't want to say he's my answer, but he's one that's kind of come to mind. Yeah, you were thinking of you know. Um, I mean, I mean, definitely Mac Jones. I think that's an easy peasy answer. Done with Mac hey, Jones. Well, I don't think you ever welcomed him into your home. Oh probably. no, I I didn't. I didn't. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go on the Seahawks train, and I'm gonna say Tyler Lockett. I'm gonna say, you know, I, I like that answer. Do we consider like Seattle cold? Though? I could consider it rainy. <laughs> it's in the north. Yeah, I think I mean, we consider it cold. <laughs> com, com, coming from like the Omaha area, like I don't think they get winters like we get winters. It's technically uh, in the north. I mean, you can't get it more is, north. It is. West. You, you literally can't That's, get more north over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean Alaska. Uh, that's, that's that's not a bad answer. I I like the Tyler Lockett answer. Um, that's just me hmm. thinking. Um, yeah, that's that's tough, man. Um, I'm thinking of all these northern teams. Sean like, Watson. That's a good. That's a good one. Uh, probably Adam Deshaun Watson. Deontay Johnson. Oh, definitely not. Deontay is like he's had a couple of down games, but he's looked good. Um, I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. He doesn't. I don't know if he wants to play for Pittsburgh anymore. If you saw any of his high, low lights from the, their previous game, but um, hmm. Well, I was never on the. I was never on the Pickens train anyway. I, I love the player, but I, if you were ever on that train, 
Um, Were you not on the Pickens train? I, I love the player. I love the player. I've seen him live as a high schooler, yeah, but not as a professional footballer. Um, never on that train. Well, uh, uh, I honestly uh, might have to say Jamison Williams, who I was higher than anybody on going into the season. Um, I think there's just so many other better mouths to feed in that offense. Now, I mean, obviously ASB, we've seen Laporta pop, uh, but let's talk about like Gibbs and, Ooh. you know, his, his 1B Monte. Like they definitely uh, carry a lot of, looks in that offense. 1B. Um, Monty's the 1A on that. You know, Gibbs is the 1A, and yeah. as soon as the Lions figure that out, as soon as they figure that out, the, the Lions will do good things. Um, AKA not factual. <laughs> the Lions are still doing great things. Hey, so they, got smashed by, they got smashed by the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Guess who got more snaps, more touches, more looks? Monty. Let's flip the script and see what happens. So you're taking Jamison Williams over Darren Waller? Uh, oh, man. All right, Darren Waller. Darren Waller's my pick. I can't think of <laughs> a... If you want to let me say... I was, say that was, a, I was actually a good answer. So right, I was going to give Waller. credit on that. Although, also appreciate you proving me right about Jamison Williams versus... Do we have an update on our bet, <laughs> by the way, of JMO versus ASB? Or no, it was just JMO, right? It was yeah, just, it was JMO under twenty five. Under twenty five. It's it's not close. I I don't. I haven't even. Looked well, yet. hey, it's on the flip close. side of that, I I I will be happy. Sadly, you know, admitting that Cooper Cup hasn't turned out, so I'll be happily taking a shotgun at the end of this year. Yeah, I'm I'm sad about that one. Um, great questions, Steve-O. You always make us dumbfound us, really. Do some cold ones out. Oh, to Scott with the fantasy flash. <sighs> All right, here we are with Steven's favorite segment, fantasy flash. Um, as MJ mentioned in the intro, we didn't record last week because of Thanksgiving, so uh, we're jumping back to Week Ten uh, for our Week Ten Thursday night football matchup. It was the Bengals versus the Ravens. We had an over under of four hundred and fifty point five total passing yards. And there were actually three quarterbacks in play um, because that was the uh, injury game where we lost Burrow and Andrews for the season. Oh, uh, my ended gosh. Up, ended up being 433 passing yards. I was the only one that picked up the uh, under, so I gained a point on that one. Uh, Sunday, it was the Steelers versus the Ravens. We ended up going to our third question, which was, would there be a defensive touchdown? Uh, and the answer was no, which Steven picked. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, we had the Super Bowl rematch, Eagles versus Chiefs, with more combined fantasy points, Hurts and Kelsey or Mahomes and Brown. And it was 31.8 for Hurts and Kelsey to 19.8 for Mahomes and Brown. Brown with only 1.3 points in that game. Woof. MJ with a point there. So we all got a win, and we oh, all got yeah, two baby. losses. <laughs> all the win, all the two losses in Week 10. Um, so... We are now jumping to week 12. It's a wash. And Thursday Night Football. I think we finally got ourselves a solid matchup, not counting last week because that's Thanksgiving. You know, we have the Seahawks versus them boys, the Dallas Cowboys. And we're doing an over under here one and a half 
receiving touchdowns for CD Lamb over under? What for C uh under? Uh yeah, under. I think he get definitely gets one. I'll take the over. What I also took the under. Um I hope it's the over. I hope it's over too. Yeah. Please, uh, listen, um, if this rubs off into real fantasy luck, I owe you yes. big time. Yeah, I, I want Keep I up. want some of that reverse karma here. I'm going under, so hopefully it's over. Um, Sunday night football, we have the Chiefs versus the Packers. We're doing another combined fantasy points with players from opposite teams. So we got Jordan Love and Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes and Christian Watson. Mm, Kelsey Love. Mahomes Watson. I also picked Kelsey Love. Man, Steven uh oh. is is gonna break away from us here, I I fear. Yeah, um, it was a great run. More than he already, more than he already has. Uh Monday night football, Bengals versus Jaguars, more rushing yards, Joe Mixon or Travis Etienne. Etienne. Mixon. Wow. I uh I also picked ETN. I thought for sure it would be a three for three with ETN here. So I did actually have a backup, which we could do for fun. Um, but we will keep the Mixon and ETN question. Uh the backup was will there be a rushing touchdown from Trevor Lawrence? Because he's had three in the last two weeks. No. Yes. I said yes as well. Um, but with that, we are moving back to MJ to close us out. Yeah. Um, excellent. Excellent episode. You guys, um, once again, I just want to thank all our listeners. Always, always. We are so thankful for you and hope you are, uh, entertained and continue to be entertained by, uh, what we put out here in this podcast. Um, the fantasy season is, uh, sadly and quickly coming to, uh, an end here. Um, so if you need to make your moves, I know a bunch of trade deadlines are, are going to be uh, coming to an end at the end of this week 13. So make the moves, uh, do your homework, especially if you are contending or not contending right now is the time you really should be, especially in dynasty, flipping your picks for players, flipping your players for picks, looking forward towards the future or looking forward the now. Right. Um, once again, if you have any suggestions, reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to uh, include that or consider your suggestions. Um, and a big thank you, of course, to Scott and Steve-O for your continued uh, support and devotion to recording these podcasts. Um, appreciate you guys to the upteenth. Um, Scott, anything you want to say? I appreciate you to the upteenth, MJ. Um Sorry, listeners, that we did not record last week, uh, especially those that that look forward to this every week. Um, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and didn't miss us too much, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and, yeah, best of luck in the last two weeks uh, of the regular season. Hopefully you get that coveted asterisk, meaning you have made the playoffs. Um, yeah. Here, here we go. It's it's crunch time now for sure. Uh, and and uh, thank you, Stephen, as well for all the hard work you put into to the episodes. Thank you guys for covering 
my part a couple of weeks ago when I was out sick. Oh yeah. About, um, sick again. Um, <laughs> it was something different, not as bad, but, um, appreciate y'all, um, covering me, but, uh, yeah, excited about the playoffs upcoming. Um, good luck to everyone trying to make a run and, uh, hit us up with anything you want us to throw out over the last few weeks of the season. Yeah. And, um, as always, everybody, um, it's what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.